Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master Evan Rabin, and I am here on the 87th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast with a special guest, Dr. Jairo Borja, who is the founder of Borja Consulting Group, which helps build, which helps people build relationships to increase sales. Uh, relationships is obviously very important. Uh, we just had a podcast guest. A couple days ago, Todd Simple, who is a BNI director, and he actually spoke about the importance of building meaningful relationships, which we are actually doing as we just actually launched a new uh, BNI chapter, chapter 30. And uh, yeah, you know, we're really excited to have Dr. Borza on today. Uh, just a little bit more about him. Uh, he grew up in Corona, Queens, New York. Uh, just like Paul Simon, and, uh, you know, he graduated from Thomas Edison High School, graduated with the, uh, from Berkeley College with a BBA in management and an MBA from Long Island University, um, and then he got a DBA in marketing from Walden University. Um, he's taught uh, in a couple of colleges, and uh, he's been training um, all types of businesses and professionals, uh, with their sales and relationship building. So, yeah, Dr. Jaro, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, I want to actually thank the previous podcast guest, Esther Deutsch, who actually introduced us a couple weeks ago and helped make this happen. Um, and I will say she is, you know, also top-notch when it comes to, uh, you know, actually building meaningful uh, relationships. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. How's everything going? I'm doing great, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. It's an honor to be on your podcast, and I'm very excited. Uh, uh, happy Friday, taped on a Friday. So uh, very giddy, ready for the weekend, ready to relax a little bit. You know, as an entrepreneur, as you know, uh, it's it's ongoing. It's 24-7, nonstop. So I'm going back and forth with some deals and some contracts. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's an honor to be here. Amazing. So, so tell us a little bit more about yourself, for one. Sure. So, you know, I am – thank you for the amazing introduction. So I am the president of Borja Consulting Group. So what I do is I help small businesses with small business planning, training, and development. So, for example, let's say you're a small business, and I, I'll give you a great example. Uh, I have someone who came to me who wants to start a food truck. So I'll guide him to the process of, of the planning, the business planning. Then um, he doesn't have his credit is somewhat okay. So basically I'm going to uh, point him in the right direction with a credit uh, specialist. Once that's all taken care of, then get him funding. Uh, and then from there, be able to implement that, that business plan on marketing strategy. So that, that's through my LLC. I also uh, have, I'm a bestseller of a, uh, of a book, Networking, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Networking Way to Success, 10 Tips for Entrepreneurs and Working Professionals. So the book talks about, it's more uh, on-site at an event. So what, what you do, whether you're an extrovert or even an introvert, being able to say, um, okay, how do I approach this crowd? How do I approach this group? So, you know, a lot of the philosophies apply. Uh, you know, for example, I talk about the form method that is probably it's well, well documented by I included uh, EA uh, acronym education and, and achievement on top of it. So basically if I'm, if I'm in an event, whether it's virtual or on site, I talk about family, uh, you know, finding the commonality to kind of strike that conversation and find that common ground with the individual. So family, occupation, recreation, motivation, education, and achievement. And then through there, 
we are able to uh, strike a conversation and from there it'll transition into uh, understanding uh, the individual's pain points and then from there how can the how can the individuals help out each other so I talk about that so it's pretty cool uh, so the book's been out since the beginning of this year it became bestseller on Amazon and what I'm doing now is uh, I've pivoted like everyone else because of the pandemic, uh, doing presentations virtually on networking, uh, your way to success virtual in a virtual era using LinkedIn. So I talk about various strategies uh, using LinkedIn to expand your network without leaving your home. So I've been doing that. That's been keeping me very busy. And then also a lot of these small businesses uh, are looking to establish themselves financially. So whether it's a group life, group health, whether it's, um, whether it's retirement plans. So I kind of partner with Penn Mutual. I'm basically an advisor under them as well. And, and I've become a one-stop shop for, uh, for these small business owners. So that's been keeping me real busy. I've been real blessed. So that's, that. so that, that's amazing and, and super cool that, you know, you've been staying very productive during this time. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I've been talking about actually a lot on the podcast in the last few weeks is, uh, just, you know, ways that entrepreneurs, uh, you know, have been staying, uh, you know, incredibly busy during this time. Um, I do actually know, uh, you know, some entrepreneurs who just kind of took it as completely a time to, you know, recoup. But, um, you know, it's really it's been a, a long time, right? And yeah. much longer than necessarily anyone would have uh, expected. Uh, actually, just with... Uh, some friends last night here in Boston where I am for a couple hours and uh you know for instance my friend uh you know Robin that I was with last night you know she actually said oh yeah we were you know told to work from home for uh you know I think like two weeks and it ended up being like 10 months right exactly (laughs) you know now they're actually slowly going back into the office so um, yeah, it's definitely important to, uh, you know, stay involved, keep busy, you know, keep productive, uh, you know, et cetera. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've actually had, you know, lots of people uh, in sales and networking, you know, on the podcast over the last couple of weeks. You know, we had Graham Dobbin from Ascentive, and we had uh, Todd Symbol and Jeff Stepweiler, both, you know, BNI directors. Uh, both who are actually co-launching my chapter, um, and oh, Marty Katz, you know, who does messaging, Rafi Callum, who does, mm-hmm. uh, you know, PR uh, yep. and, uh, you know, SEO. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the last couple of weeks, actually, we've had, uh, you know, lots of people talk about sales, marketing, PR. Oh, of course, we had Andrea Pass as well, you know, presenting about PR. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, I just want to point out, you know, you're our 87th episode, but it was crazy. I was just, uh, you know, looking up a friend's episode that I recorded like two months ago, or like a month and a half ago, and that was episode like 45. Right. Wow. No, and I just want to say, I mean, look, it's a great area to produce content in. Absolutely. You know, Esther was not that long ago. I think that was in uh, maybe April uh, yeah. that we did that. And, you know, that was in, like, <laughs> certainly episodes, you know, in the 30s or 40s. So right. it's definitely a time where – and, and, by the way, a lot of the guests that have come on, you know, are people like yourself that, you know, I've actually just met in the last couple months. Right. You know, right. or in a couple weeks. So, um, you know, I've definitely made so many valuable connections. Uh, you know, for instance, we had 
you know, one podcast guest from South from South Africa, Melissa. You know, one podcast episode, Tanja from uh, from Slovenia. Right. <laughs> really, like all the podcasts. So, so tell me, how, how have you been staying busy during this time? And uh, you know, what, what ideas do you have for networking? Uh, you know, sort of in the virtual world. Absolutely not. Great point. Not thank you. Not you're doing a great job as far as using this platform to you know to just you know allow individuals like myself to come in and 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 enlighten and 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 shed light on networking or any other topic for that matter. So I appreciate that. But the way I've been staying busy is so I attend a lot of network uh, virtual networking events, whether it's put together by chambers of commerce or industry specific events. Like I have a background because of my you know, previous life working in higher ed and, and uh, security management. So I'm, I'm part of the co-liaison for the ASIS International. Um, so anyone that's involved in security management, guard service, IT, drones, and, uh, fit, and cyber and all that. So I am, you know, I'm the co-liaison. So my job is to put together different events and I've had to pivot to, to um, virtual. So we, I, I help out there. I'm also the executive vice president for Prospanica, the New Jersey chapter. So we're, Prospanica helps Hispanics with uh, scholarships, professional development, and we connect a lot of the sponsors to uh, to Hispanics to try to have him have them hired into like middle management or even the, the C-suite uh, for that matter or, or entry level roles for that matter. So that's been keeping me real busy, but I'm grateful for those two organizations because I'm able to expand my reach as opposed to just um, networking here locally in New Jersey. I'm able to connect with um, the chapter president in LA, the chapter president in Texas, chapter president in Phoenix, chapter president in Florida, chapter president in Chicago, and being able to leverage those individuals and, and, and help them out uh, and help myself out in the process. So that I've been keeping real busy uh, with those two organizations alone, uh, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely crucial to consider. You know, it's definitely an opportunity to uh, you know, develop relationships, not just around us, but, you know, around the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, so BNI has been, um, yeah. you know, actually incredibly useful recently. And I've been taking yeah. full advantage that uh, pretty much every chapter around the world is, is meeting online. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I didn't think pretty much it's, it's everyone. Um, it, yeah. it was like a BNI policy, basically, that uh, yeah. in-person meetings shouldn't exist. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. It was definitely uh you know, take it, take advantage of, uh, you know, the, the situation and, uh, and everything. So, um, over the years, you know, in sales and marketing, um, I, as you know, you know, I worked at Oracle for three yep. years, um, doing enterprise sales. Uh, I was also at rapid seven for a year, uh, selling data security, um, actually here in Boston. And, uh, you know, that's part of the reason that I, actually, you know, started this company, um, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, take all those enterprise sales skills and keep, uh, you know, developing, um, you know, the, the, the business and people would all the time actually ask me, uh, you know, how did you, you know, within two months, basically, get into 14 schools right you know that was that was that was the first two months of the business right wow. um you know and, and 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 truly the answer was 
uh, it was relatively easy, you know, compared to selling $5 million solutions, uh, you know, at Oracle and Rapid7, you know, this was actually, you know, substantially cheaper. So um, anyhow, like the the point is, right, I definitely got a lot from enterprise sales. Um, Yeah, yeah, I learned Sandler training and uh, other types of training. Uh, you know, we we actually had a Sandler specialist, Sandy Kirawal, on the podcast, uh, you know, before as well. Uh, well, by the way, I met at a BNI chapter in Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, he's actually been, uh, you know, a good friend and colleague of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- w- what what are some of the top sales skills and networking skills that you've developed over the years? And actually, I shouldn't say skills, but you know, what what are some what are some common tips that you've amassed over the, you know. Your, your time doing sales. Yeah, for me, even from my days back at Berkeley, just like you, how you built your repertoire and helped out in your role in your in your organization now. Uh, yeah, you know, I worked at Berkeley for a decade. So just as the little things, you know, something as simple as follow up, uh, you know, and, and presentation and, and just the very the little things like being on time and, and knowing and listening, right? Because I think what happens is we tend to shove and push product down people's throats, uh, so to speak. But I think if you're able to listen what the customer exactly wants, then you're able to customize a, a proper solution for their pain point. So for me, it's something as simple as that. Uh, just, you know, the simple things, the little things, being on time and, and listening to the customer. And then from there, being able to uh, identify what they need and, and come up with a customized solution. Like I don't have, even in my financial world, uh, you know, on that aspect of it, no, there's no cookie cut solution for every individual. Every every case is different. Uh, same thing goes for my consultant. Like when I speak, uh, when I speak to different individuals, yeah, the presentation for the most part is about networking or networking virtually, but it, it is tailored towards a certain, you know, certain demographic. So for sure. absolutely. Got it. Um, yeah. And, and I, and I think that is, is definitely important. Um, you know, and, and by the way, I, I just want to actually share a quote I literally just saw right now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which was actually, you know, in this little basketball outdoor basketball exhibit here in Boston. And it actually says, no, and, and, it, and it actually says imagination and creative thinking are the realization that there's no particular virtue in doing things the way they've always been done. Um, and I, and I want to say that um, in, in many ways, um, that, that should be taken with a grain of salt when it comes to sales and networking. Sure. Meaning a lot of people, one of the most common mistakes that I think sales reps make is they try to reinvent the wheel. Right. When it doesn't have to be. Right. Um, so, for instance, you know, I once got into, you know, some arguments with one of my interns last year because sure. I basically told him pretty much, yeah, exactly, this is what your you know prospecting email should look like right and uh you know he kept going on he kind of told me uh you know i'm not really sure um you know it, it maybe it should be different i'm like no you know like this is a proven method you know todd symbol we were uh, we we're just talking the other day about how you know people invest in a mcdonald's enterprise yeah. Why? Because it's an, it's a proven method. Exactly. There's a recipe that works. You buy it, you know, you're, 
basically the, the ROI is pretty much said. You yeah. know, there's there's relatively minimal risk. Yeah. Uh, so you know, same thing in sales. Uh, that said, we do need to be innovative. We need to try things. Not every single strategy works for everyone. Yeah. Some people are more farmers. Some people are more, you know, inbound type marketers, right? Well, you, you do need like, you know, a little bit of a mix. So yeah. um, next thing I wanted to, you know, actually get into was, so you, you've taught for, you know, universities, yeah. uh, you know, teaching sales. Um, and now you, you know, help with, uh, you know, organizations and, and businesses, you know, with their sales. Yeah. Um, how, how is it different? And then you also do sales for yourself, you know, being exactly. insurance and exactly. other things. So <laughs> how do you see sometimes sort of the business side versus the academic side? It's kind of almost competing with each other. Yeah, it's real interesting how uh, the philosophy is real similar as far as my approach uh, when, when I teach. What I try to do, whether it's on the financial, whether it's for my own business, or whether it's just with the students, I try to really simplify. I mean, not that, not to discredit anyone, but I try to make it easy to or simple to understand what a SWOT analysis is, right? Understanding what the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats are in a very simplistic way so that the student or even business owners can take away and say, ah, oh, I understand that, right? Or understanding Porter's five forces, right? You know, I, for my students, for my intro to business, I actually have them do a plan, a business plan. So over the course of a semester, we'll work on the executive summary. We'll work on the, the market market analysis, understanding, uh, we'll do the financials, right? So over the course of a semester. And, and yeah, and, and even with the Porter's five forces, I have them learn the, um, you know, the buyer power, supplier power, rivalry, the sub threat of substitute um, competition, all that stuff. So, so yeah, not to me, it's, 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 it's the same in the sense that I try to simplify the process. And for small business owners, it's the same deal. Uh, I say, okay, what do you want to do? Uh, okay, great. And it's basically a questionnaire that I use and it's basically a, a similar process. Again, it's just simplifying it for them to understand, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how much you need to put down. This is how much you need to forecast. And even for on the financial is the same way, being able to identify, okay, what do you need in protection? What do you need in savings? What do you need in growth? What do you need in debt? Let's manage your cash flow. Let's do a budget. And, and I'll simplify the process as much as possible. I don't complicate things at all. And I, I basically, on that end, I, I teach concepts, right? Concepts of mortgage protection, concepts of living benefits of life insurance, concepts of, of um, uh, uh, retirement. So, so hopefully that answers the question, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it definitely does. And I think um, it's important to have a mix, right? Yeah. So the first person actually that really taught me sales uh, was my still current uh, friend and mentor, Grace Zimmerman, who was uh, sure. one of my professors at Brandeis. Sure. And, and uh, you know, she, I actually took several uh, both undergrad and graduate uh, marketing classes uh, with her and actually one class uh, specifically, uh, you know, actually on sales. And, uh, you know, one thing we were, uh, you know, actually talking about was, um, um, was the ability to, uh, you know, you, you use case studies, real examples. Um, every single class that we actually had was uh, related to a case study, right? And you don't, you know, obviously learn sales 
you know, just through a textbook, you learn it, you know, on the job, okay. right? Um, you know, and, and if there's one mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make uh, is they actually do spend a little bit much too time just going ahead and, you know, planning um, and worrying about uh, just what could, uh, you know, happen um, and they, they don't just kind of, you know, sometimes you just got to go with it, actually. I agree with you, man. Uh, I agree. Which, which I think is important. So um, yeah. that said, of course, you know, you don't just, uh, you know, but, you know, of course, failing to plan is planning to fail as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, both in chess, on and off the board, et cetera. Yeah. So um, one question that we do always, you know, ask on the podcast is, uh, you know, so obviously in chess, there's a lot of planning, uh, a lot of strategy. Uh, same thing in sales. You know, yeah. you should never go to a sales call without uh, doing your homework. Uh, you should never, um, you know, just dive right into a territory without doing any analysis, right? Correct. You go after the low-hanging fruit. So Correct. how do you think, uh, you know, strategy and planning uh, in sales might relate to that in chess? Ooh, good question. <laughs> no, I, I think even in my in my data work now, uh, I, I did some research, uh, no matter what, uh, you know, before starting my consulting business or even on a financial end, and no matter how much research I did, I agree with you 100%. It's about uh, you, sometimes you just got to learn on the job, learn on the fly. Like I've, I've pivoted two or three times in my business. Originally, I wanted to talk about uh, transformational leadership. Then I wanted it to do strictly, you know, a niche on, on business plans. And, and that didn't work. But I finally found my niche, finally found what works for me. And, and, is, and it's, uh, you know, speaking and, and, and wrote a book on, on networking. So it's about, yes, ha you know, Mike Tyson has a, has a, you know, speaking of Mike Tyson, he's going to have an exhibition fight in September. Right. But, you know, he, he says something, I'm paraphrasing it, by the way, you know, everyone has a plan, I guess, until they get punched in the mouth. So you have to have a plan and almost have a contingency plan for a plan B, plan C, plan D. So so that's that's my take as if you compare it to, to chess. I hope that answer your question. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. Um, you know, and I think it's just a matter of uh, on the one hand. Uh, you know, knowing everything beforehand. Yep. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, some students think, oh, yeah, I don't even have to learn the opening because I can just, like, calculate, figure it right. out. Right. Um, you know, if the, if the opening is complicated enough, or even if it's not, uh, yeah, there's, there's no way you're going to be able to, you know, just calculate everything. Right. But yep. at the same time, um, you know, one common mistake that students actually will make yeah. is they won't spend enough time at the board analyzing, right? right? So, for instance, I'll teach uh, beginners all the time, like a simple, you know, uh, checkmate, you know, like the king and checkmate, um, and then it'll take us so, so long for them to actually figure it out and do it, not because they don't know it, but it's because they're just, like, rushing. Right. Um, so that's why we actually teach at the law firm Kramer 11 once a month, and it's all about judgment training. Yes, you need to know the law in and out, but at the end of the day, you need to make some quick decisions, yeah. uh, you know, when you're on trial or, you know, on a deadline. Um, so anyway, I, I really want to, you know, thank you for all the, you know, insights that, uh, you know, we've got into 
no problem. Uh, from, uh, you know, being able to talk about some of the networking organizations that you're yep. part of, yep. uh, talking a little bit about, uh, you know, just simple, you know, sales methodologies, yep. uh, getting into, you know, how we could stay productive uh, yep. during this, you know, crazy COVID time. Yeah. Um, and really actually use it, uh, you know, as an opportunity. And then, of course, delving a little bit into some of the relationships and strategy between yeah. uh, Jess and sales. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dr. Borja, if anyone wants to reach you, learn a little bit more about your sales uh, consulting, um, or maybe just ask even a quick question about sales, what would be the best way to reach you? Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. If they want to reach me, you can uh, email me, hiro at Borja Consulting Group, 2Gs.com, uh, or they could just uh, send me a, a, a DM. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Borja Consulting Group. I'm on Twitter at Borja Consulting. So you're more than happy to reach me, reach out to me there. Um, so thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Take care.